weather is much warmer, and that's causing grapes to ripen sooner. And early ripening grapes is a key uh, part of high-quality wine. Uh, it's apparently making much better wine much more frequently because regularly you would have needed like a drought to get the kind of heat that would get this stuff mm -hmm, ripening early. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now we have a drought all year round. Exactly. In California. Woo! And France. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Welcome to the briefs. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi, Peter. Hi, Jack. So, yeah, we're, we're talking about wine and... I don't drink wine, but I do appreciate a good wine. And... <laughs> I can appreciate the fact of a good wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the... So that's the wine itself. <laughs> the fine parts of the wine. <laughs> like the not tasted parts. Yeah, yeah. The bottle, the design, the exactly. shape of the bottle. The understanding that it that it is uh, a good wine. Yes, yes. So, I don't know. I don't know. I On the one hand, global climate change... Sucks, you know, it's a shame for people who live on the coasts. Um, I mean, it's a little bit of a shame people. for, like, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like especially coast people, though. Oh, for sure. By, by 2050, they're going to have to find a new home. New York City might not be a thing anymore, which is interesting. Right. Surprised we haven't seen that reflected in real estate prices, considering <laughs> the fact that they're Everyone obscene. still wants to live yeah. there, yeah. That's yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess it's it's good for wine drinkers yeah apparently that's who it works out for it's uh those who own vineyards as long as the vineyards aren't just completely wiped out by the by the heat <laughs> yeah yeah so like what does a, a california vineyard do obviously the drought or the increased heat is good for california vineyards but also the lack of rain is bad, bad. for california i mean i guess they probably have irrigation systems because this is the 21st century. This is true. <laughs> I don't know how they operate out there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's hard to irrigate when you have no water to move around. It's true. You have to import water, which is probably <laughs> expensive. From France. <laughs> <laughs> or Nevada. All right. Because <laughs> they actually have mountains there. Yes. With snow. And water. And water. <laughs> the best part. Um... So what else did this this fine article have to say about wine? Did it go into any of the the winemaking process, or or perhaps how specifically the grapes need the the dry heat and the lack of or the the increased temperatures to to make a a fine wine? Well, actually, as it would turn out. Uh... France's, one of France's earliest harvests on record in 2003. So, like, it's usually an earlier the better. It's like okay. a very clear signal that the, the earlier the harvest, uh, the much more likely that you're going to have some high quality wines. Good. Yeah. Uh, but by uh, more recently, the wine quality was just kind of like middling. Like, it, it mm -hmm. wasn't mm -hmm. that great. Mm -hmm. Does the article touch on at all the, the ethics of whether or not the, the positive effects on global that global climate change has on winemaking, uh, whether those positive effects make it okay for me to to kind of spur on global climate change, does it does it go into that at all? I'd, I'd love to know. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, NPR did not encourage okay. the uh, the production sense. of CO2 mm -hmm. and the uh, the exfoliation of climate change, mm -hmm. the encouraging mm -hmm. of such behaviors that would... Not that I would, I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's a smart thing to do. I'm just curious yeah. what, what type of message they're sending to their, their audience and, and readers. In a way, it's a short-term gain of better wine, which is a fair gain. But oh, yeah. the long-term loss of 
literally everyone on Earth. <laughs> That's true. That's might true. might not outweigh it. I don't know. It's, I think so. It's hard to so. say. I guess as a as so pro a, pro <laughs> as a sommelier, one might be <laughs> so eager to try these wines that they'd uh, they'd risk the lives of their children and grandchildren and I great grandchildren so. and so. every other possible extension of that. Yeah, we're kind of doing that right now, almost wagering the future, if you will. Yes, putting I would it say all so. on red if we were in Vegas. And how? <laughs> so, are there any other? Hmm, this is going to sound like a silly question. Go for it. Going off of how the article talked about the positive effects of climate change and increasing temperatures on positive things, <laughs> how how the how one makes more positive things? What does? Uh, <laughs> let me rephrase the question. Does are there any other positive effects of global climate change that the article delved into? Um, no. No, There's no. Nothing, this, is, this is the only nothing one. Nothing better. It'd be, I mean, it'd be great if all food turned out better, but I think the whole problem, one of the largest problems with climate change is that uh, all food is actually much less likely to uh, occur, essentially. Yeah, a lot of fishies are going to die. Yeah. A lot of fishies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of plants aren't going to grow, a lot yeah. of fishies are going to die, little <laughs> spots going to keel over. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. Poor Spot. <laughs> spot, yeah, Spot, but more the fishies. Because fishies are important. Most of the dogs are not important. No, they are. Love is not important. No, dogs and <laughs> love are very important. But fishies are a, a huge part of the global ecosystem. And yes. <laughs> according to my scientific knowledge and background, <laughs> and the ocean is a big part of the scientific global ecosystem about 70 percent if you will yes so without fishies and with a warmer ocean i could imagine a problem or two <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of the whole whole thing about global warming is one thing dies the next thing dies everything yes dies. yes which is, is not ideal yeah I'm still stuck on whether there are any positive effects to global climate change besides <laughs> let's, let's the Let's brainstorm less harsh winters. Just Ooh. kidding. Actually, it would still be very harsh winters. I think okay. actually climate change, what it's doing is increasing the harshness of all of the weather. Okay, maybe making winter. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's probably right. Any other positive effects? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I guess... Get to wear a t-shirt more of the year, but it's more like if you don't, you're going to have a heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Maybe as things get hotter, evolution will happen faster? I don't know. That's not how evolution works, but <laughs> maybe it will be one day. Maybe as the ozone disappears and more ultraviolet <laughs> rays come down and hit our skin, our, our skin cells and other cells in the body will mutate faster, and then we'll have real-world X-Men more quickly than we ever could have hoped for. <laughs> the projection <laughs> has been sped up tremendously on X-Men arrival. I certainly hope so. <laughs> the predictions are a bit off in the sense that uh, I think rather than having a man who can shoot lasers from his eyes, it's more that lasers annihilated his eyes. That is to say that the sun's rays made all sight impossible. <laughs> Yes, I Because agree. it burned our eyes out. Mm -hmm. mm. That would be a shame. But is the mutant X gene possible? <laughs> I have scientists looked into this, because of all the comic books, I think the X-Men are the most realistic. <laughs> I think uh, what, what scientists found was that the X gene coincides... <laughs> with paper? With what? Like in a comic book. 
Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> coincides with complete fictitious <laughs> events. No, uh, it coincides shame. with um, with dwarfism. Oh no, <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's not not ideal. So one would give up one's height in exchange for X-ray vision or the ability to teleport. Or what are the Fantastic Four? Are they part of that? No, they well, they're part of. Vision? They're they're technically a Marvel comic, but the Fantastic Four are not X-Men or X-Women. They are, they are, they're exposed to massive amounts of radiation, uh, and then they get superpowers. So in the same way that we were thinking about with the sun. Yes, yes. Except less apocalyptic. Yes, but I feel like the Fantastic Four is, like, is less realistic yeah. than the X-Men, because the X-Men evolved to uh, have the mutant X-Gene. Whereas the, uh... Fantastic Four went to, to another dimension or something. I don't... So, the, uh, I've only seen the older Fantastic Four movies. Okay. I haven't seen the reboot that came out last summer, so I think the origin story in that one might be a little different. I need to get caught up on my... My superhero. I heard the movie was so bad, so I don't. I can't. I can't get into. It. I, <laughs> maybe fair. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But yeah, I, I, they're not X Men. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Technically, technically speaking. Yeah. yeah, it's it's about nature versus nurture in that sense. Exactly. That's a good <laughs> way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Speaking of X Men and Fantastic Four, have you seen any good trailers recently? <laughs> oh well, yes. I kind of set myself up here. Where oh. I watched the the second official trailer for X Men Apocalypse Ooh. comes out May twenty seventh somewhere around there wow. and it's a doozy. I, I love the X Men. They're probably my favorite superheroes. If you haven't seen X Men Days of Future Past, X Men First Class, you've got to go watch those movies because they're <laughs> off the charts. And this new one, X Men Apocalypse. It's kind of a ridiculous concept, but let's delve into it anyway. Let's do it. So basically, the console, let's first go into the concept, then I'll go into a few more specifics of the trailer. So the concept is the first mutant was a god born, born during Egyptian times what? named Apocalypse. <laughs> and he's been asleep for a while, for a few thousand years. And in X-Men Apocalypse, he's now reawakened. He's back. He's ready to kill all the humans. And the X-Men have to stop it. Yeah. So the X-Men have to fight a god, but it's not only a god. You see, Apocalypse has four kind of servant X-Men or, or horsemen, if, if you, you will. will. <laughs> yeah, four horsemen of the Apocalypse. Ah, good, good. So the X-Men are going to have to fight a god and Magneto, who's one of the most powerful X-Men. Storm, also super, but Young Storm, Young Storm. So key thing about this movie trailer uh, is it takes place in the 80s. Will the movie take place in the 80s? I don't know, but the trailer does. I can imagine it takes place in the 80s. But <laughs> I certainly hope so. You never know. Maybe they'll throw in that M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> so so there's Apocalypse, God, then you've got Magneto, who's practically a god. Okay. And you've got Storm, who can control all the weather. Right. That's kind of tough to beat. It's kind of They've got Psylocke, who... She's played by Olivia Munn in the movie and the trailers. Uh, I'm really excited to see Olivia Munn as a as a mutant. I think her character has swords or swords, if you will. Swords. And 
she just in in the trailer she she cuts through a car while jumping through the air. So that's exciting. So how are the swords related to her actual? I don't know. I think one of the swords when she's holding it turns, <laughs> it turns into like a lightsaber almost, where it's like it can cut through anything. Okay. So it's not a typical sword. It's right. A, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, a magical sword. <laughs> but the sword. <laughs> has nothing to do with her actual like mutant. I think genome. it has. I, I think it has something where she, she powers. It's almost. It's almost like. Uh, what was the name of? The oh name? right, X-Men. she's a god. I forgot. No, no, she's not a god. Oh, okay. She's a horse woman. <laughs> <laughs> she's sorry. one of the horse. One of the four horse women of the apocalypse. <laughs> okay. So, but I I don't know what her particular gene is. All I know is that in the trailers. Her character is named Psylocke, and she has two swords. Okay, <laughs> good. So, and then the last one is some, like, angel dude who has wings that shoot out little shards of metal. Swords! <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. So, the beginning of the trailer starts off with Michael Fassbender, total cutie, talking to James McAvoy, <laughs> what, what also is Michael, total cutie. What, so, what have they both been in? So, Michael Fassbender has been in the recent X-Men movies playing Magneto. Oh. James McAvoy has been in the recent X-Men movies playing Charles Xavier, oh, also wait, known wait. as Pre- Professor X. Okay, hold, hold. Are those the X-Men origin movies? Is that why it's in the 80s? Yeah, so the original movie, X-Men First Class, takes place in the 60s. Okay. Kind of has a Cold War bent to it. X-Men Days of Future Past takes place in the 70s. It has a future and past bent to it. This movie takes place... X-Men Days of Future Past basically just rebooted the whole franchise. It was beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. Incredible. So now, in this new movie, we have Jean Grey back, who's also known as Phoenix. Is Jean Grey a character or an actor? She is the character. Okay. I don't know who the actor is. Okay. No idea, but... Jean Grey is one of the most powerful X-Men in existence, so that's going to kind of be an interesting... Like Fifty Shades of Grey style? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. It's she more... can really bind people up, if you will? Kind of, yeah. Oh, she can kind of oh like my. control energy and oh. manipulate energy. That kind of evens the odds a little bit against Apocalypse, who's a god. I just want to reiterate, Apocalypse is a god. Good, good. And so we've got Jean Grey back, we've got Cyclops back, who can shoot lasers out of his eyes. I think you referenced him earlier. I He's did. a great X-Man. That is the person I was thinking of, yeah. but I could not remember yeah. the name. So his name is Cyclops, despite having no clops. I think so. I think it's Cy- Cyclops. I-, I think so. I think okay. so. So Olivia Munn's character is Psylocke, and then Cyclops okay. is played by someone else. Okay. Um, so basically the trailer starts off with Magneto talking uh-huh. to Professor X saying, what if they come for you? Talking okay. about humans. Good. If they come to Professor X's school to take him and his students. And this are, is the 80s. Yes, we're now okay. in the 80s. Um, and Charles Xavier, Professor X, is like, I would feel really bad for the, the people who came to my school looking to cause trouble or harm or whatever word he uses. Uh-huh. And then it it has a few shots and then it goes to some character from the other two movies who's in the CIA talking to Professor X and some other X-Man. I think the, the other X-Man is the one that can shoot a laser out of his chest. Okay. And <laughs> is that side <is> chest? <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> and so she's talking to them and she says, yeah, so the first mutant was created thousands of years ago. <laughs> thousands of years ago where, and they show Oscar Isaac who plays Apocalypse. Okay. They, they, which is the name of the god mutant. They show right. 
him thousands of years ago becoming like just going from a regular Egyptian dude into becoming a god. So he becomes a god. He, he isn't just born a god. No, no. So okay. I, I don't know how that process works. I'm really looking forward to <laughs> The sun changed his DNA. <laughs> yeah. He became a god. Yeah, because they have him lying on this thing back in ancient Egypt and then the thing right like a the, te- <laughs> the stone rises up uh-huh. and there's like little gold under it that's rising up as well. And it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful scene, but it's the the actual mechanics of it are unclear. So I'm super excited to see how he goes from regular dude to god how they insert the mutant x gene using this gold tablet that rises up nice she talks about the first mutant and then we see him talking to all of his four (laughs) horsemen because she's like yeah so he's this god who has four horsemen and interesting yeah (laughs) and then and then so you see apocalypse talking to storm and magneto and he's magneto's with like eight other dudes and Apocalypse just like goes like this, and he kills all the other dudes. And oh. Magneto's like, "Whoa, swords won't stop you!" Yeah, and then Magneto's like, either Magneto or I think it's Magneto says, "We'll we'll take everything from them," or something like that, talking about humans. Okay, Magneto so, hates humans. So Magneto didn't care that all his buds just got like disintegrated. No, I think they might have been human buds. So I, why would he have human buds? Well, if he has to have a job or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he might have a few human buds. And this is still the 80s. This is still the 80s. This okay. is all... I think this is all going to happen in, like, this whole movie is going to take place, I don't know for sure, but probably over the course of a few days. So Magneto's like, we'll take everything from them. Okay. And you see him, see Apocalypse and all the other four horsemen just wreaking havoc. Beautiful. And then Jennifer Lawrence's character, Mystique, Ooh. comes in. Oh. And... Mysterious. She, yeah, basically, she can change into anything. She's a oh. shapeshifter. Oh, and <laughs> like from the original mo- movies and the and the newer movies and okay. the newer uh, first class and days right, of right, right. past. The blue, so, she's blue. Though. She's blue. Exactly, okay. exactly. So she comes in and she has all sorts of stuff. I don't remember a lot of the specifics, but at one point she's talking to a bunch of the students at Charles School, and she basically says, "You're no longer students now." Oh. Your X-Men. And I'm dun, like, oh, dun, dun. oh. <laughs> Shiver goes down my arms. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was exciting. And then you've got a good scene of Quicksilver, who was one of the favorite X-Men from last movie, or one of the favorite mutants from last movie. He mm. wasn't really an X-Men in that movie. Uh-huh. He's basically can run really fast. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Quick, Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like Marvel's version of the Flash, the Quicksilver. Right. You've got him running really fast on lava in the, <laughs> the mansion that Charles Xavier Why owns. Why is there lava in his mansion? Probably something to do with Apocalypse. Not sure. Uh, but yeah, I would assume. I would assume. <laughs> Tell me that they incorporate the ten plagues into it and they have to fight through a room of toads. Take my sword! <laughs> that would be fantastic. Also a nice curveball at the movie theater. I Pretty really brilliant. hope so. Yeah. I love it. Hope yeah. they take this advice. Yeah, please do, <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, though they probably already have most of it done. They're just oh, the certainly. Yeah. <laughs> they can add in a whole lot of animation. <laughs> I would hope so. so CGI. CGI. Yeah, yeah. So there's a good Quicksilver scene just to wrap up this this summary. And then, and then how does it end? How does it? Oh, and then it ends with Apocalypse basically fighting, I think, Charles Xavier, mm-hmm. where Charles punches him, Apocalypse grabs the punch, and then turns into, like, a really big Apocalypse who oh. just slams Charles into the ground and it gets the mansion. <sighs> and then the final scene in the trailer is Apocalypse choking Mystique. With huge hands. Yeah, and then I think Apocalypse says something like, we'll ruin them or something like that. No, with small hands, with regular uh, hands. (laughs) Small hand Apocalypse. (laughs) It's like Trump. (laughs) (laughs) And then Apocalypse says, trust me, everything else is totally fine. Nice. (laughs) So, 
So yeah, yeah, it's a it's it looks to be an exciting movie. I haven't been excited about a superhero movie this much since I saw the Captain America Civil War trailer a couple months ago. <laughs> that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see this trailer personally. Nice, nice, nice. Good. swag. Awesome. Well, this has been The Briefs Podcast. Yeah, it has. Uh, don't forget to send us any articles you'd like us to talk about at thebriefspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at, at briefspodcast. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Please yeah. do, yeah. Like do. stuff on SoundCloud or Twitter. however that Twitter. works. Yeah, do, do all of that. Absolutely. Do Twitter things. Share with your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.